Hello everyone and welcome to the Red Corner, episode 10, uh, where we have me, Max, Roy and Kieran, who's a Spurs fan. Um, so today we saw Liverpool beat Tottenham 4-0. Uh, what did you think? Kieran, you want to go hit? Yeah, I was hoping you'd answer that one. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to start, really. Um, I don't know how much you've been following Spurs this season, but pretty much sums up the whole season. Um, gutless. Um, just another no-show, really. Um, seems to be the same story when we've played um, one of the big teams this season. I know you beat us 5-0 at home. Um, same when we played City, um, Chelsea, Um I don't know, uh, there's been a lot of um, criticism for Sherwood, uh, the players, but yeah, um, it's, yeah, it's pretty depressing, really. Mm-hmm. What What do you think <laughs> went wrong regarding Tottenham? Um, well, the lineup was a bit of a strange one. Um, I know Sherwood's got his ways, um, he's not too keen on playing a holding midfielder. And I think some games you could maybe get away with it, but playing someone um, as good as Liverpool and as as an, as an attacking threat that Liverpool are, it's absolute madness to not play a holding midfielder. Um, I can sort of understand it maybe if we didn't have the players to do so, but when you've got someone like Sanjo, um, who's a proven Brazilian international holding midfielder on the bench, um, I think, yeah, it went started to go wrong um, around three o'clock when the team news come out, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I was quite surprised when I saw Sandro on the bench. I mean, he should be starting for you, really. Yeah, I think he has been out. Um, I think he's had a, a little knock, but I always think if someone's fit enough to be on the bench and maybe be called upon, um, I do think they're probably fit enough to start. But then again, when we um, lost to yourselves at White Hart Lane, we, we did play a half-fit Sandra, and that could have been one of the factors that um, that led to the job in. But again, um, today, I would have I would have rather seen him start over Sigurdsson. But you've been... Pretty unlucky regarding injuries too. I mean, Adebayor. I mean, it looks like um, Soldado might be out. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened with that. I know he went off. Um, Adebayor was a was an unlucky one because he was playing really well for us. Um, and much like Powell last season, we was we was heavily relying on Adebayor. So when he went out um, injured, it was obviously going to be a loss. But yeah, I don't think, uh, and I never like to put the blame completely on injuries. Um, but yeah, it's obviously going to be a contributing factor. Um, but with the squad that we've got and the money that we've spent, you'd expect with injuries to to be able to cope. And, and we haven't done so at all. I still think even not conceding early, there was only going to be one result today, especially with the, the team we put out. But yeah, like you say... Um, Conceding early goal sort of shot, shot us in the foot a little bit, and especially conceding the goal in the manner that we did. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It happens to settle in really, really fast after that. Like after, um, Normally, yeah. we, we would take a while longer to settle in, but today it was very, very different with the early goal. Yeah, it helps. It, it, um, a goal always gets the fans on side, and when you're playing at Anfield or any, any sort of big English stadium, the what you ideally hope is that the home fans get frustrated and don't in and don't get behind the team really and yeah as soon as you concede um in the first minute the it immediately gets the fans fans up and supporting the side and then from there it was a uphill task really Suarez scored his 29th goal of the season breaking Robbie Fowler's record of 28 mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. what do you think of him in terms of you know last season he got he got heavily criticized for you know diving the but he's, he's he's definitely de- decreased that amount this season. Like, um, do you think he's matured? Uh, no, I wouldn't say so. Um, it depends. If you ask me what I think of him as a person, um, and I don't think the podcast would be long enough because I think he's a, um, a, a, a a disgrace for a for a human being, let alone <laughs> a professional footballer, to earn the amount of money that he does. Um, I think the way it's been handled by the media, um, he's sort of been played. I've heard a few people, he's played as if he's, um, especially the Man United game in, um, specifically, he was sort of played as in his, like, he was the villain and it was as if what he'd done was something like um, like a 
maybe there'd be there's diff- there's a difference in football rivalries and a rivalry like Suarez has got with Man United in the fact that it was a he racially abused another footballer um, and I thought the media was playing it as if he was it was like the villain against Man United and he's got one over Man United and I thought that was handled uh, completely wrong um, so yeah I haven't got any, any any nice things at all to say about him as a person um, but yeah if you was asking me what I thought of him purely based on his footballing ability um, yeah obviously he's a phenomenal talent um, you don't you don't want to keep him in the summer, and obviously you're reaping the benefits for that now. Um, but yeah, no, he's a he is a phenomenal talent. Yeah, I mean, do, do you think he's going to stay at Liverpool next season? <laughs> I'm not sure, really. Um, obviously, with Champions League, it's obviously going to increase your chances of keeping him. Without without Champions League, it may have been tough. Um, but as we saw with Bale last year, if if you get an offer of excess of 100 million I know the that sort of 100 million figure has been rumoured around Suarez um, and I think if you get offered something like that I'm not sure what your views are on that but that would surely be too too hard to turn down Speaking about Bill um, when you sold him off you you, you turned that money into Soldado Clatley and Ericsson I, I personally like Clatley and Ericsson what do you think? Um, yeah, then two specifically. I think Ericsson, out of the seven that we signed, has been the um, the most promising. Uh, he's uh, he's still only young, and um, from what we have seen of him, he has definitely been the one who we can get uh, most excited over um, his creativity on the ball. He just generally looks bright when he's on the ball, and you, it's just nice again because obviously we lost Bow in the summer, um, and it's been a pretty miserable season. So it's nice to just be able to have a player who gets the ball and sort of gets the, the gets the crowd excited. Um, I think he's the only one so far at the seven that, that has done that. Yeah, but like you say, Chadley's another who I certainly haven't wrote off. He had a bit of a disappointing start. Um, he's played more central recently. He was obviously a bit disappointing today, but then again, um, the whole 11 were... Oh, sorry, the whole 10, apart from Lloris. Um But yeah, no, um, Ericsson... Most excitable signing, uh, Chadley. I think next season, much like a few of our others, will be one that um, we'll hopefully see see a different player. Liverpool saw another record broken. Uh, they broke United's record by scoring four or more goals in a game on eleven occasions. Mm. Two of them against Spurs. Um, <laughs> what do you think of Liverpool's, you know, uh, goal scoring threat right now? Yeah, I think it's the 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 best partnership, um, in not only in England but arguably Europe. Um, it's a strange one because obviously Suarez is world class. I'm I'm still not. I would uh, Sturridge is obviously nowhere near Suarez's uh, league in terms of his ability, but they, it just works them too, um, which is a strange one because obviously Sturridge didn't have the best of times at um, Chelsea or City, but. I don't know what it is, but yeah, they just link um, and together they're they're such a threat. And whenever you've got anyone, whenever you've got a partnership like that in your side that contributes as much as they do, um, either you're going to win a lot of football matches because of that. And obviously, if you look at the table and see where Liverpool are, I think the majority, the, the major reason because of that is is um, SAS as they're known. Best best player of today. On oh, both sides sure. and overall. Overall, I would say Suarez. Mm-hmm. And for Spurs... I don't, yeah, but you'd have to say Lloris, and again, that probably sums up the season. Yeah. I mean, I thought er- Eriksen done quite well today. But... Yeah, he got in a few good positions, but um, sometimes the final pass was on that, but certainly couldn't cr- criticise him uh, for that. Yeah. Um, Coutinho scored uh, his first Anfield goal this season. Um, what what do you think of him? I mean, this season he hasn't been, let's say, his impact wasn't as great as last season. But from a different fan's perspective, what do you think of him? Yeah, I think when he first signed, I remember watching him at the start of the season. Um, he definitely looked like a talent, and for how much he signed him, it looked like a bargain. Um 
he was working well with with Sturridge and Suarez. He was getting into clever positions and he was generally um, doing good things with the ball. But I think it seemed to. I'm not sure if he did, but it seemed for me as a um, as an outsider that he seemed to go. He went off the boil a little bit. Um, I'm not sure if that's because Suarez and Sturridge were gaining most of the headlines, but. Um, it went a bit quiet, um, but yeah, no. Today he was impressive. He was causing us a lot of problems. Um, but yeah, no, he's definitely a clever footballer, and he's definitely got the ability and created creativity to cause sides problems. But as for this season, um, yeah, I'll have to see what you think on that. But I think he did go quiet for the majority. He had a good start to the season. He seemed to have gone quiet, um, and obviously now he's having a good end to the season. I agree with that, to be honest. Yep. He only really came back when we played him deeper in midfield and not really in the 10. To me, I think Gerard Deepers, Henderson roaming in between and Coutinho just uh, making runs from the middle. I think that's the best midfield trio we can have. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I mean, right now I think 4-3-3 right now is our best formation in terms of with Sterling on the wide. Maybe... Yeah, Sterling was really, really good today as well. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I've been really impressed with Sterling. He's, he's, I mean, he's, yeah, he's, he's from last season. He's played brilliant this season. I think he's, he's, he's definitely overpassed Aaron Lennon. I think it'll be a battle with him and Townsend. I think at the moment Sterling's um, is pushed away ahead of Townsend. Whether or not Townsend can um, can improve on that at the end of the season, but I think if it stays. If they both carry on performing how they are, I think Sterling has got one over at uh, Townsend in terms of his England selection for the World Cup. Um, regarding Spurs, uh, so it, it looks like Van Gaal's going to Tottenham. Oh yeah, fingers crossed. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, that that that's good. But what do you think of uh, Sherwood? I mean, Oof. Um, I wasn't. I was. I was completely. For AVB when he was in charge, um, I thought again. I'm not sure if it happens at other clubs, but at Spurs, there seems to always be a split. Um, the fan base seems to be split on their opinions, and the, it was the same with AVB. But I was definitely for for him. Um, the performances weren't great over, under AVB, but we was getting the results. Um, then obviously a few of the drubbings. I can't completely. Although I do disagree with it, I can see the reasons why it would be worse act. Um, but yeah, when Sherwood come in, I wasn't completely against it at the start. We seemed to pick up a few good results. Um, performances at, at first were a little bit better, but then the performances started to go downhill and we weren't getting the results. Whereas under AVB, we sometimes weren't playing very well, but we also weren't getting the results. Um, I know we've been linked to Van Gaal, like you say, and I think if we were, we are... If we do have the chance, sorry, to get someone of his caliber, I think it'd be ludicrous to turn him down. Um, but half of me does think uh, we should give Sheld a chance, and we don't need another summer of change. But after a few of the results this season um, and a few of his decisions specifically, I, yeah, I um, have lost a lot of faith in Tim Sherwood, and um, I wouldn't say at this moment in time he's the right man for the job. And that's what, how um, coming into the season. Um, how how was you expecting the season to go? Because obviously you're having a phenomenal season now and arguably are the favourites of the title after today. Did you mm-hmm. did you expect anything like that? No, I mean I thought we were going to struggle to get fourth. I still think we could, we would have, but you know not this comfortably. And now we like, like you said, you know heavily challenging for the title. Yeah, but, I think early on um, getting fourth would have been a struggle for us because. Looking against other teams, we didn't we didn't really um, upgrade on a lot of players in the window, except for Sako. The rest are prospects or backups like Aspas and Ilori. But if you look at Man City, who who brought in, who brought in Negredo and then and Jesus Navas and Chelsea with Willian, Schiller and the like. I don't think we were favourites for fourth at all, but now we are favourites for the title. That's crazy. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm still shocked about Spurs. You know, I really thought they would have done well this season. I mean, they were tipped to be fourth, you know, yeah. in the top four, but it just didn't work out. Yeah, um, yeah, I can't really put my finger on why. I think there's a lot of 
contributing factors, uh, the change, obviously changing managers are not going to help. Um, I think it's difficult because when you sign seven players, they're obviously going to need time to bed in and get used to a new league. Um, and then let alone to change managers halfway through that. Um, it's obviously going to be difficult for them. But yeah, um, overall it's been a pretty miserable season um, and one that, um, speaking on the behalf of Tottenham fans, I think we're looking forward to to the summer if Van Gaal was to come in and just to start fresh again next season. Um, but yeah, I think um, I tweeted earlier, um, it shows how far as a club Tottenham have have gone um, when Liverpool, a team who we've finished above the last four seasons, are now favourites for the title and we're sitting in sixth. Um, arguably the only fight we have now is four, four, sixth place. Flanagan got his first assist, or Premier League assist. Uh, today, uh, what do you think of him in terms of you know, is he's kind of come from nowhere to becoming a starter for Liverpool? Yeah, I haven't seen too much of him, so I can't really comment um, in great detail. But yeah, he's obviously a young lad, and he's Rogers has given him the chance um, to play. Um, and yeah, he was impressive today. But like I said, I haven't seen too much of him, so I can't can't comment completely. I thought he had a bad first half, though. To be honest. He did really well in the second half, but in the first half, he was all over the place. I, th- I think it's, again, you know, part of that overconfidence thing. Yeah, I mean, um, there was once, I think it was the 15th minute, he was on the left flank, carrying the ball up, and in his own half, he couldn't even make a a simple six-foot pass, I think, a two-yard pass. He went out to, for a throw-in for Spurs. Those kind of small little things are... What could be the the deciding factor? Like yeah. Allen slip up last week, uh, yeah, last week against Cardiff, that led to a goal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So really lucky, but yeah, I thought I thought Flanagan did okay second half. Yeah, his tackles are a bit too robust for my liking though. Really lucky to have made two and successfully had two to his name. Yeah, I mean, it it reminds me of Shelfie a bit, you know, a bit reckless but yeah. actually accurate, you know. Hmm. In the first half, he had one on Lennon, which was really, really very robust. And yeah, and he also had I one mean, if, so, so if you're if you're cut free, then yeah, it's 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 so definitely all right. But really, really risky there. Yeah, then I mean, he had one in the last minute against Soldado. Yeah, that like, was really, really risky. Yeah, as well. I mean, like in the box, you know, it, I wouldn't do that. You know, you, especially you want to keep that clean sheet. Yeah, a bit too risky. Mm-hmm. So who do you think is going to win the league? Um, I think my favourites all along have been City. Um, but it's definitely in Liverpool's hands now um, with the games they've got to play and the teams they've got to play. You've got the running to do so. Um, it's obviously going to be tough with the teams you're playing. Um, but yeah, there's no reason why Liverpool can't. But yeah, I'd have to say my favourites at this moment in time would probably still be City. Um but yeah, it's a close one and there's no reason why Liverpool um, can't win the league. As long as Chelsea don't win it. Yeah, no, um, yeah, definitely come from a Spurs fan. Um, yeah, as long as Chelsea don't win it. How's, just one last question. How, um, sure. Obviously, being a Liverpool fan, how um, how do you think Everton's season's going? Um, well, it's obviously gone well for them. I mean, they could be getting fourth if our Arsenal get a couple more slip-ups. So it's been impressive for their standards. Um, I think Martinez has done really well for them. Yeah. De- definitely the right man for them. But at the same time, you know, Lukaku at some point is uh, is so crucial for them. When he leaves, you know, who, who knows? They don't really have that attacking threat. They do have and, um, a lot of loan players. Then they're like Delefeo is another loanee. Yeah. Um, and Barker Gareth Berry. Gareth Barry, yeah, he could probably be one that they could sign. Um, BNO Delafeu, I don't think they'll sign um, for uh, nah, no permanently. Bikaku again, if he's available, maybe. I know we've been linked with him. Um, if Chelsea were to sell him, personally, I think they'd be mad to. But if they were, maybe he could go over to them. But yeah, like you say, they do have a lot of low knees. And um, if they were to get top four, they'd definitely need to strengthen in the summer. Yeah, I, I mean, if they don't get top four, I mean... Some Everton fans could be afraid, you know, because their defence is so good. I mean, their full-backs, in my opinion, are the best in the league, you know. Coleman and Baines. If they don't get Champions League, you know. 
Yeah, especially Bain specifically. I know Man United have been linked quite heavily. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I get your point. Yeah, yeah as a Spurs fan, if get top four, if we don't get top four, obviously, um, if um, Everton were to get top four and knock Arsenal out, then I guess that would be um, one positive from a pretty miserable season. Anyways, All right. cheers. Cheers for coming in. No worries. Thanks for coming on, man. Cheers. So right now we're going to be talking about the Sunderland game, uh, where we have Gareth, as our Sunderland fan. Liverpool beat Sunderland 2-1 at home. Uh, what did you think of the match? Um, well, before the game, I think we all thought that we were going to get annihilated. So, you know, to get out of it, you know, with a bit of pride restored, even though we lost, was a positive. Um, and the fact that we so we tried a slightly different system with the, the five at the back or the three at the back with the wing backs. Um, it was something we haven't seen before. Um, so it was quite good to see, you know, try something out um, that we haven't done and it was relatively successful. So with the tough away games we've got coming up in towards the end of the season, um, we've got Tottenham, Man City, um, Man United. I don't know if that's a tough away game anymore. Um <laughs> but yeah, um, it, it will be for us. Uh, so yeah, it's, um, you know we've got a system there that we're possibly taking in those games. So a couple of positives, but obviously need wins at this stage of the season. Yeah, but I mean, you played very well. I mean, uh, you you nearly got a goal from I can't remember who crossed it. Uh, Was it O'Shea when he flicked it wide near the end? Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, out yeah, out the door nearly put it in but he just missed it yeah it was a bit out of Altidore's way to be fair it was a bit far for him to stretch I think yeah but but I mean you were really pressurising us I mean I know many of us thought you, you could have grabbed the goal near the end we were we were a bit scared at the end but yeah well that was the I mean that was the hope really um, like in some respects if we could just you know frustrate Liverpool um, and then you know the, the pressure of that you know you, you, if you won you were well, which you did, you you know, you're a point behind Chelsea at the top of the league, you know, and that brings its own pressures. And when you're hanging on a bit, once you've conceded the first one, um, that that's the that's the moment when you've got to capitalise. And we just didn't quite have enough to to do that. But obviously, the introduction of Key and, and Johnson made a difference because uh, Jacarini was pretty poor um, when he was on; didn't really link very well. Um, so yeah, and obviously the two forwards couldn't get into the game. So when we went with sort of a one focal point and out the door, and then sort of two attacking midfielders behind them, and Johnson and, and Key were far more threatening. And you know, obviously Catmull hit the bar before we got the first one. Um, mm-hmm. So we were pushing, but you know, you always felt as though maybe if it had gone to two-two, Liverpool, you know, would, would have enough capability there to get a third if they wanted, obviously, but time was running out. So, you, you, you know, we, we probably could have sneaked a point, but I think on the balance of the game, even though... Do you think did, it was more... I, sorry, carry on. Uh, do you think it was more Liverpool not playing or do you think it was more of Sunderland stepping up? Um, I thought Liverpool did all right. Um, you know, so... As in, uh, towards the end, like maybe the last half an hour, perhaps? Um, I think... Um, you know, it was tension more than anything for Liverpool. I, I didn't think they played particularly badly. I think, you know, the, the credit should go to Sunderland for for, for forcing forcing mistakes, forcing errors, um, and mm-hmm. you know, making it difficult. You you went from you know the the Norwich game, the playing really well at Anfield, which not many teams have done. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. I mean, the, absolutely. The, I mean, the Norwich game just. Uh, I mean, that's a you know a microcosm of the season. You know that week where you know you go to Liverpool and play well. Um, if you saw the the Capital One Cup final, you know we're probably a bit unfortunate there. Um, so, but you know we we'll play teams like Norwich, Crystal Palace, um, Norwich at home. I mean we drew nil nil, drew nil with Palace. Um, we got beaten off Aston Villa at home one nil. Uh, we just can't seem to, to break the teams uh, around us down, and maybe going to places like Liverpool suits us. Bit more if we if we do play well as individuals as well as a team because there's a bit more space to work in. Mm. Um, also, you loaned the Liverpool striker Fabio Verini. What do you yeah. think of him? Um, 
sort of December time, I wasn't really quite sure about him. I think it was difficult to sort of find a place for him in the side just because, you know, he, he didn't look strong enough at that point to play through the middle. And, you know, he was playing wide and he wasn't really impacting games too much. Um, but we had a, um, we did a podcast just before the Chelsea Cup game and there's a couple of us suggesting maybe it might be best for him if he goes back to Liverpool and, and maybe sees if he can get a loan elsewhere because, it, it you know, we didn't have a problem with Barini. It was just it didn't seem to be working out. And then when we played Chelsea, he came on and scored the equaliser in the last minute and went to extra time and we won the game. And since then, he's just really kicked on, and he's been, you know, he's been. Our, I think he's probably been our best and most consistent player since since December. Um, and he seems to have really sort of taken to the support. He seems to like playing for Sunderland, um, and, but he wants to play through the middle. And you know, really, we we should be giving him an opportunity there because he's earned it. Yeah. So, do you think it was more of a confidence? Uh problem rather than um, I'm not sure about that I just think it takes you know firstly he wasn't playing week in week out last season was he I mean he had some injury problems and he didn't really settle um, mm-hmm. secondly it's you know a new club um, mm-hmm. we, we signed under De Canio um, De Canio went um, then you know it's a new manager comes in different ideas wants to play different systems um, De Canio is very much a 4-4-2 man um, Poyet's a bit more flexible, but it tends to be a four-two-three-one or a four-three-three. So he has to play wide in that system, and maybe it took him time to just to to get in there, but and, and just relax a bit in what he was doing. But his movements very effective from wide. Um, but yeah, I think um, as often happens with these loans, he'll go back to Liverpool a better player. But you know, I, I, I wonder, you know, what his situation will be in the summer. Would you say he's more suited to the wide or to the central? Um, well, I think he can definitely do roles in both. I think he wants to play through the middle and given the opportunity to play through the middle, I think he'd be very, very handy. But for wide for us, the, the benefits he gives you is that his movement off the ball is very good and he works very hard. Um, mm-hmm. But I would I would play him through, for Sunderland at the moment, I'd play him through the middle without a doubt with the other options we've got. He scored against Newcastle recently, didn't he? Yeah, he scored um, twice against Newcastle in his, his spot at Sunderland so yeah, far. Yeah, you, you must have loved this celebration there. Yeah. <laughs> right but, in front of the Newcastle fans. Yeah, I mean, on that, that was the day sort of where he came out and said, like, oh, you know, Sunderland will always have a special... Well, actually, no, I think it was the Man United, which I'm sure you enjoy him scoring against Man United and then obviously winning in the semi-final um, at Old Trafford. And, he, you know, he was kind of saying, you know, Always a special place in his heart at the club, and he sort of reiterated that point after he scored against Newcastle. But I mean, that's the thing about Barini that he's shown in the, on the big occasion. I mean, he scored in that quarter final against Chelsea, he scored against Manchester United, and he scored twice against Newcastle, and he scored in the Capital One Cup final, um, and he played through the middle in that game. So yeah, he's shown that in the big on a big occasion, um, he can certainly uh, certainly do it, and he's he's not phased. Um, but I think he's really in the last three months he's really matured as a player, and uh, I think you know we'd love to keep him. Um, you know, if he, I don't know how much he'd cost if he was available or whatever, which it's highly unlikely. I mean, we could get relegated, which is a very real possibility, um, and obviously he would never stay then. But if we can stay up and they're interested in selling, and he's happy to stay in the Premier League, you know, there might be something, and I think Sunderland fans would love it because we've really taken him. So uh, back to the game, uh, we saw um, Gerard score. Um, I think his tenth goal of the season. Yep. Um, like what? Like you know, many people say you know he's passed it. The, the like what? What do you think of him at the present day right now? Hundred um, percent no. He's not past his day yet. You just need to know when, where to use him, and how much to use him to what extent. And to me, the best way now is to let him play deep, let him dictate dictate the play, the tempo, um, whether you should play short passes or long passes. And then you have two um, very mobile central midfielders ahead of him to make up for his lack of running. And the only problem now is that we don't have two solid fullbacks who can position themselves 100% of the time very well. That's the only problem we have at the moment. So definitely not past his time yet. 
I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, Gerard's a funny player. I mean, you know, I don't think he's as is as good as people kind of have made out over the years. To be honest, I know how, that's probably a really unpopular opinion with Liverpool supporters, but I just think maybe he's, you know, hasn't really kicked on, you know, the level maybe that he he could have achieved. Um, he's still a, a, an outstanding player, and he's always capable of doing something outstanding to win your games. Um, and obviously, he's, he'd be one of the best players who ever played for Sunderland if he played for Sunderland. Um, I haven't seen a lot of him recently. I know that he plays sort of more of like a deep line role now, sort of a quarterback or whatever you want to call it, or dictating defensively. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you look at the midfield, you've got obviously Lucas is more of a defensive player, um, who he didn't play the other night, but I know that, but you obviously got uh, Henderson and Coutinho in that diamond. Um, you know, and Henderson's been, you know, he's really stepped up. Um, in the last year, by the look of it, obviously because Sunderland supporters keep a close eye on how he's getting on, and he's been excellent. Um, so maybe the good the good form of other players has probably meant at the moment that Gerard hasn't has to hasn't had to carry the side as he may have done in the past. Um, speak, speaking about Henderson, actually, um, what what did you actually think? You know, number one about the price when he left. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was mixed, really. I mean. It was, you know, for his development, it would be interesting to see how he would develop at Sunderland. He played wide right a lot. Um, he played through the middle in his last season um, at Sunderland. Um, you know, the, the thing about him as a centre midfielder is that he, he never really was a tackler. He never really was a header. He was a, a neat and tidy passer of the ball who was very good technically. If you told him to do something, um, he would go out there and do it at the best of his ability. Um, always kept the ball moving. Um, which is something that you know I think Capello commented on when he made his England debut. He always wants to get it and give it, um, and he's he's never never hides. Um, and obviously, there's a lot of some supporters who are delighted that he's he's doing so well. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's been a great move for him in the end. Um, but it's a lot of pressure to go to Liverpool as a young player. I mean, I guess you could look at Brini on the flip side, similar large price tag, um, highly rated youngster. And it never really quite worked out for him. That could have happened to Henderson, but uh, this season he's been superb. Yeah, Henderson has been probably what one of our, if not best midfielder this season. Oh, he's definitely our best midfielder, hundred percent. Yeah, he's been so cru- crucial for us. Not even Coutinho when he was playing in midfield. I don't even think he's better than Henderson this season. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the reasons is just Henderson's work rate is just unbelievable. He just... Yeah. And that's what he you fills get. in the gaps ever that we're missing. He fills in that those crucial gaps, and that's more important than actually just um, you know providing assists and stuff at times. Yeah, I mean that's what he did at Sunderland. Really, I mean he always you know he's local lad and playing for his team. He supported as a boy, um, and he used to go to the games, you know. And he's not an idiot. He doesn't go out and get you know drunk and cause problems, and you know he's a consummate professional. Um, you know, had a lot of time for everybody, and I think as a result, a lot of people had a lot of time for him. And uh, you know, I think everyone's delighted to see him do well. And I don't think it'll happen. I think Liverpool got a good chance of finishing second, but it's not unrealistic that they could win the league. And it would be obviously fantastic to see him, um, you know, and, and Minulay, who to an extent kept us in the league last season because he was so good, um, pick up a, a medal. But either way, they'll be playing in the Champions League next season, which is uh, you know fantastic for them. So it's it's worked, really worked out well for those two players, and all all Sunderland supporters are, you know wish them all the best. I think because you know they were always for Sunderland, um, the consummate professionals, and you know they deserve the success. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Henson still has you know Sunderland is hot. I mean, he went to the uh, game against City. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Regarding first goal, uh, I think his name's v- Vagini or Virginie? Virginie. That's Virginie. Uh, he brought down Suarez. Um, some people were trying to appeal for a red card. What do you think? Um, I thought it was, you know, borderline. Could have gone either way. No, there was a couple of covering. Um, Suarez took his touch away from goal, but 
you've seen them you've seen people be sent off for that before so it wouldn't have been a, a massive surprise if he was sent off um but we got a bit fortunate but obviously punished from the free kick anyway so which was yeah. really badly defended mm-hmm. yeah and e- even earlier that game he made a couple of late tackles you know mm. uh, you were, would you say he, he should have been sent off yeah i mean he, he could have he could have been um you know th- there's a few you know, dodgy ones where he could have picked up bookings. Um, but, you know, we've seen plenty of players, so, to be honest, you take your, you take your look when you've got it and we've seen players sent off harshly this season for us. So, you know, it didn't affect the game. You won the game and, um, yeah, we you know, we got away with it that time. So it evened itself out on the pitch, but not really in results because obviously we lost Wes Brown at Stoke, for example, with a red card, which was rescinded and yeah we've had a we've had a few tough breaks and stuff like that so I, I wasn't uh complaining but at the same time if you'd been sent off I wouldn't have been surprised um and we saw also Sturridge score his 20th league goal he's he's kind of you know come out from Chelsea not getting any games to now scoring 20 goals with you know seven games to go like what what do you think of him Sturridge, um, yeah, he's a you know he's, I've always been a bit of a fan. Um, I thought actually Villas-Boas did utilise him quite a lot at Chelsea. Played him quite often, um, and when Liverpool signed him, I know a lot of people were kind of laughing because I think it was about fifteen million pounds. I think wasn't it you paid for him, and people were a bit dubious about it. And I don't know. I thought it might have been a shrewd buy, and he's he's blossomed, and you know he's you know just. The the goal at the week at uh, on on Wednesday, sorry, um, far too much, given far too much time on the edge of the box, and that's what happens with with players of that quality. If you give them the the time, they'll they'll punish you. So, yeah, I think Surridge is a good player, and um, you you know he's he's done exceptionally well since he since he's went to Liverpool, and it's a you know it's a big club to play for, and he's he's risen to the challenge. What do you think of the three four one two? Because um, Cardiff came to, we went to Cardiff to play and they did the same thing as you guys, playing okay. the three four one two. What do you think about it? Do you think it's good, bad, long-term, short-term, or just for that one game, a one-off? What do you think? I, I really like the three at the back um, last season. Um, at the back end of last season, I was interested in seeing how, how we, could, we could possibly play that system. Um, I just think it gives you, it, I mean, there's... It's the three centre backs that give you the base, um, and then from there, you got a lot of options. In, in the sense, you could play two up front with one behind, which I know that you did earlier in the season. Was was it when Coutinho and Moses in behind Suarez and Sturridge when you played when you played three at the back, and yeah. Henderson I think played as a wing back, didn't he? So, yeah. um, you know that there's you can see the options, the possibilities um, away from home for us. I think, as I was saying earlier, I think that that should be the the template for how we should set up when we go away from home. But I just think it gives you, you know, because Bridcut and Catamore are probably our two two of our best midfielders. Our centre midfielders, Bridcut, Catamore and Key are the three best players we've got in that area. So you can accommodate you can accommodate those two in the system. And Bridcut's a good player. I think he was excellent on Wednesday. Um Catamore's a decent player. He gets a lot of stick but you know, he does some really good things. He does some silly things, as you saw in the build-up to the to the um, the first call. Um, but yeah, it's it's how you accommodate the players and the shape um, at home. There's probably no point playing three centre backs. We probably you could get away with maybe a four-two-two-two at home um, and have your two central defensive midfielders, one dropping in. To, to the gaps when you when you centre when you uh, full backs bow on so when Alonso goes forward when uh, Bardsley goes forward Bridcut or Catamore will be able to drop in and cover that space and you still get that sort of shape the three at the back when you're attacking um, but when you're defending obviously you drop into the more orthodox back four which you know at home our, our problem has been breaking teams down it hasn't really been defending so you know three at the back at home I don't think there's really much use to it Um I mean, the argument is if you played that way, you could, it's consistent. Um, <clears throat> but 
think away from home it's something we should definitely be utilising with the split forwards uh, so also advanced central midfielder and then the two defensive central midfielders Poyer before the match said um, that the reason we're you know doing so well is because of Suarez would you agree with that or would you say it's more of you know Rogers doing a good job the other players I think um Maybe that that quote was there might be something lost in translation there. I think maybe what he was implying is that Suarez is so good. I think that's probably what he was trying to say, and it, right. it kind of kicked. You know what I mean? So he's kind of saying Suarez is so good that he could turn that sort of team into a, a mid-table team into a top team. That's how I kind of interpret it, but it oh. kind of came out a bit wrong, um, which probably wasn't what we needed. The you know before the Liverpool game, um, you know because that would stoke them up, I guess. Yeah, um, 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 yeah. I mean, like so, uh, a few of our fans kind of was well, kind of surprised because Poyet isn't really that kind of. No, type. no, not at all. Um, he was probably trying to be complimentary and it just sort of backfired a bit. He's probably, you know, that's what I kind of think. He might not have been. I don't know. But um, my opinion is that I think you know Rogers has done a fantastic job to progress his philosophy and how he wants to play. Obviously, there was it was more slow build up at Swansea with a, a quick final ball. And I kind of think that was maybe more prominent in Liverpool's play last season. This season now he's got the squad he wants and the players he wants. Um, he's had a lot. Of, he's had six months to work with them since he signed Sturridge, and then obviously the summer. He seemed to be far more progressive and attacking, and it's there's far more potent. Um, and he's done very well. And you know, Liverpool finished what seventh last season. Yeah. And now the second in the league, um, and I know people talk about being a, a poor Premier League, but I don't think, I don't think the top four are that bad. That a team who finished seventh last season could fluke being second top in the league. Um, and I think Liverpool have been slightly better defensively, maybe. Um, obviously, there's a centre half problem. Maybe that's the only area you might where you might be a bit worried. I'm, I'm sure that's that's something that you've noticed. Um, apart from that, I think. You know, the, it's it's good to watch Liverpool at the moment. Anyways, I think that's it. So, big thanks to you. No problem. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Cheers, mate. For coming on. Now we're going to talk a little bit about the West Ham game. Um, that's that's our first game in April, which is on a Sunday. Um, four o'clock kickoff. Simple as that. We have to win if we want to win the league. We can't afford any slip-ups. Yep, actually Max and I we both um we both calculated and if Liverpool win all their games and City win all their games except for the one against Liverpool, we will win them by one point. Amazing, one point. One point to win the league. Oh, I'm dreaming. I'm really dreaming. But West Ham away it's a bit it's a bit dodgy. Yeah. I say. It is. Mm-hmm. Um Especially when Downing and Carroll are coming back. Yeah, Carroll better not haunt us. But with his presence, I'm I am I am afraid. Would mm. you have Sacco back? Yep. Yep. I would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would. But I'm not sure. Hmm. I'm not sure whether I would maybe put Edgar at left back. To be perfectly honest. So you would, um, drop Flanagan. Um, either Flanagan or Johnson I think they both played well but I don't know it's it's really tough it's really hard to say because Edgar, Edgar actually played quite well I wouldn't change too much though I mean yeah I, that's I the would, thing I mean I, I thought Skirtle played really well uh, yeah today. okay to be fair Skirtle played well today yeah he, to he be was fair. by far our best defender today um, mm-hmm. so I, I, I wouldn't drop him but I would probably have Sacco in place of Aga. Yeah, I mean, on paper I would want that as well, but nothing really too bad about Aga for now. So do you do you change it up at the expense of possibly ruining that chemistry? I don't know. Fullbacks is hard to call as well because Johnson's been playing really well as well. Yeah, um, Johnson Johnson's impressed me actually. Um, mm-hmm. Only thing is he's tracking back. 
he's a bit slow on that. Yeah. Lazy, yeah. But apart from that, yeah, he... How many times have you seen him attack the right flank like how he did? Um, you know how he overlaps the winger and oh, just right, sticks yeah. it to the box? He did that against Car- for Cardiff, right? Against Cardiff? Without- and against Sunderland? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... He's the attacking threat for us, but Flanagan on the other end, not really. But Flanagan's the better defender, I think. Yeah. So it's up and down. Yeah. How about um, midfield? Would you go Allen again in the diamond or 4 um, 3 3? I'll, I would stick with the 4 3 3, to be honest. Especially with West Ham, um, I think Sterling could really hurt them. I think their left back is um, McCartney. I think that would be a good matchup for Sterling. Yeah. George McCartney, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can't drop Coutinho right now. He's on really good form. Yeah, but I'm not sure that I would go with... Part of me wants to bench Gerard so he won't get booked. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting the same feeling. But, I yeah. mean, look at the Sunderland game. <laughs> you know, he could be crucial for it. Yeah, that, that, that's the point. So, I don't know. It's 50-50 for me over there as well. Prediction? Mm, 5-0 Liverpool 5-0 yeah I'm going 3-1 Liverpool so we're going to move on to the questions now and the first question is how many points do you see us getting against City and Chelsea Chelsea I can see us getting the full three City will be tough hmm I think it's the other way around for me really yeah, I think we can pull off the win against City a lot more likely, I guess. Especially with um, Demichelis in centre-back. Suarez will have a field day with that. <laughs> Just go and destroy him. And Chelsea's been a bit more consistent, I guess. Except for the fluky 1-0 losses to Palace and stuff. I still, I I can see us beating Chelsea. City will. Honestly, be tough, I can see us but... beating both. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, I can see us beating beating both, but I don't want to be too overconfident, you know. Mm-hmm. How do we handle the Gerard yellow card scenario? Yeah, like I said, maybe we could probably get away with benching him against West Ham, let him play against City, and then against Chelsea, he just has to control, I guess. He he showed that he can do it, you know, not get a yellow card two mm-hmm. games in a row. So, you never know. Ideally, we would want him to get carded and miss this game and the West Ham game. Again, yeah. Against Spurs and West Ham. But mm-hmm. we already lost that chance. So now it's all about controlling his minutes and knowing when to take him out or when to put him in. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the only way. Yeah, totally agree. From a scale from we're winning the league to we're winning the league, how much are we winning the league? Hmm. I think we're winning the league. It's really tough though. Hmm. It is, but... Yeah, we're winning the league. Yeah. I think so. Confident. It, it, it feels different, doesn't it? I mean, I've never been so excited about... Just, I wouldn't say that we are guaranteed to win the league. Oh no, but, definitely not. Yeah, but, but we definitely have chance. that chance. Yeah, yeah especially yeah. after this weekend, which I said on Twitter, is it is our biggest weekend yet. Yeah, definitely. The the results just went our way. I mean, they're just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, is Skirtle good enough to start for us next season? And what would be your ideal but realistic transfer window? Well, you know me with Skirtle. I think he is good enough to start, to be honest with you. I think he can uh, start Champions League games. Because he's done really well for us right now. I mean, why not? If he continues to play like today, I wouldn't mind him staying, of course. But there are people who can play better, no doubt. Mm. Mm, At the same position. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it it depends. If we get a perfect centre-back, to partners Sacco then yeah but and what would your ideal transfer window be 
Oh, mm, depending on whether Johnson leaves or stays, one or two fullbacks definitely. Yep, hundred percent. It could actually be Johnson or Enrique leaving, so that would de- determine whether it's one or two fullbacks. Then definitely a box to box for me. A box to box who can play defensive midfield as well. I'm I'm a bit scared that Aga might go, so I think we we may get another centre back. Probably, yeah. especially we are linked with uh, Romagnoli from AS Roma, nineteen uh-huh. years old, really good defender. A lot of people are saying he's the best Italian centre, young Italian centre back at the moment. And Kono Plianka. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. What if we draw versus City and Chelsea? If we draw both, I can see City winning, to be honest. We have to at least win one of them. Yeah, we can even... I think we can pull it off if we lose one and win the other. But we must win at least one. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. I haven't watched both, so I can't say. Oh, come on. <laughs> really? I watched a little bit of Star Wars, but I, oh, I've never Max. watched the full. I no. Know, I know. I had this conversation right. with my friend, and he, he nearly, like, he just went mental. No. <laughs> You're doing it wrong, Max. <laughs> Forgive me. If if we do win the league, what's the aims for next season? Challenge again, or try and win the Champions League? Well, number one, I don't see why we can't do both. Yeah, I mean, you're, if if we win the title, you are the best team in the league. Exactly. So you would have to go for everything you can. But of course, it doesn't always work that way. Yeah. I'm talking um, about United. <laughs> seventh. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you see the banner today, by the way? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. It's... <sighs> Brendan Rodgers, the carefully chosen one. That was, that, was, that was just brilliant. How how far do you think we'll get into the Champions League next season? It's hard to say though, because it depends on our groups, it depends on the matchups, it depends on who we sign and everything. Mm-hmm. I think it's safe to say past group states, but probably not semi-finals. Yeah, I think quarter-finals is a pretty good achievement though. Still. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I'll as long as yeah, as long as we play in the Champions League, I think it's really, really good already. Yeah, definitely. As Brandon Royal just said, we're a year ahead. If you were creating the worst footballer, Rio Ferdinand's brain or Lennon's final ball? Definitely Rio's brain. Yeah, I think. If if he has one, I'm like not a hundred percent sure. <laughs> oh man, Rio. I think that's it from us. Yep. Let's hope for a win or, uh, against West Ham. And 5 0. 3 1. 5 0. We're winning the league. <laughs> Make our stream. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Bye bye.